Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Hey, one night a man decided to, to just express how much he loved his wife. And so he uh, got a book of poetry, started reading poems to her, and, uh, you know, just pouring it out there and everything. And, and then he, he told her, he says, you know, I, I'm willing to climb high mountains for you. I'm willing to cross deserts in the heat of the summer. I would be willing to swim wide oceans. And he went on and on and on. I'll even sing love songs to you outside as you look, as you're in the, the window. And she said, but will you wash the dishes? Right. See, it, it comes down to we can say we love somebody a lot, a lot. But it all comes down to what we do. Right. I mean, without any action, the words are pretty hollow. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that today. Uh, if you have your Bible, or your Bible app, you want to open up to first John chapter four. And John, again, is talking about this idea that we need to love one another and that our love must be proven by our actions. And we know that God proved his love for us when he sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. He shed his blood so we wouldn't have to pay that penalty. So that act of love really cemented his words when God says, I love you. We know it's true because of what he has done and what he continues to do for us, to watch over us, to give us the Holy Spirit, to guide us, to encourage our hearts. The, 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 the word for Holy Spirit is the come alongsider, the one who comes alongside us. And you can just kind of feel that arm around you, encouraging you, walking with you through every moment of your life. Well, as we've been studying We've heard this reoccurring theme of love one another, love one another, love one another. Now, I want you to know that as a, a pastor, I people say, what do you do for a living? And uh, it's always fun to say, I'm a CRO. And I go, what is a CRO? I said, I'm the chief reminding officer. <laughs> okay. Um, what what I say up here is usually nothing new. I mean, others have been preaching much longer and much better than I have or ever will. But we're all charged with one thing, and that is to help God's people remember what he has done for them, how much he loves them, how much he is, he is unwilling that anyone would perish, but he wants everyone to experience eternal life. And he wants us to have that, that deep abiding joy that comes from not just knowing that, but experiencing it as we do life together. And so I'm just here to remind you again. Now, if you've ever read through First John, and I hope you've read through it at least once already, you, you get to that point to where you say, Okay, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to love other people, right? 
I mean, we're supposed to love God and we're supposed to love each other. And uh, and so one more time, I uh, hope that, you know, if you're sitting there and you're going, he's going to talk about it again. Yep, we are. We're going to talk about loving one another again. So it's this constant reminder. Now, I don't know about you, but I need to be reminded of certain things. Anybody else beside me? I mean, as many times as you've done them, you still need to be reminded. I know as kids are especially this way, right? Uh, you say, please, turn out the light when you leave the room. Please, pick up your socks. Close the door. I mean, all kinds of things, you know, like don't put the cat in the dryer. All those things that you need constant reminders about, you know, don't do these things or do these things. We forget. We forget. We just are going our way and and all of a sudden we, we forgot again. And so we need people to remind us of the things that are important, the things that we we really want to do. Well, maybe we want to put the cat in the dryer, but uh so so what we do is we say, okay, we, please, in, I'm inviting you to help me do what is right and what I long to do, but sometimes I struggle doing. And one of those things is loving other people. I would love to love everybody just deeply, but certain things get in the way at times, right? Because other people may not treat you the way that you would like to be treated, and it makes it hard to return love. Well, in verse 7, it says this. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And he goes on. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So John once again reminds us, wants us to to have that just deeply embedded in our minds and our hearts. God loves you. He loves you. He loves me. And he has proven it over and over and over and over again. He doesn't want any, any, any doubt in our minds to be left at all that he loves us. So here we are one more time. God loves us. And there it is. So in verse 11, it says this, dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. There's this sequence of events. God loves you. Therefore, we have the capacity to love other people. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Now, that's an interesting phrase. His love is made complete. So is his love for us incomplete? His love, he's done as much as he ever could do to save you, to show you his love. What he, what John is saying here is, is not that God's love is incomplete. It's that you will fully experience that love if you do something. If you do something with his love. See, it's kind of like a gift. It's kind of like a gift. When, when you get a gift... When you get a gift someone gives you, right? 
uh, you know when you get that gift whether it's really a good gift or not a gift. Good gift, right? I mean, you've gotten token gifts before. Anybody got a token gift at Christmas time? My cousins, we used to meet together every Christmas, and there were a whole whole bunch of us, and so we decided, or maybe our parents decided, that, that we would be able to uh, transfer gifts, you know, exchange, exchange gifts, and so we would pull each other's names and stuff, and sometimes we just got dumb gifts. Anybody ever gotten one of these? Anybody know what that is? It's a Chia pet. How come everybody knows that, right? We've probably all gotten one, and what happened to it? It, it, you know, it got, it what? It's a white elephant gift. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Actually, that's a green one, but you know, call it what you, it eventually turns white when all your thing dies, right? And then you kind of try to give it to somebody else, but you can't figure out how to put more seeds in it. But anyway, you get these crazy gifts. I, I remember, one of the gifts that I got one time, <clears throat> I wish I could have pulled the, the commercial off the television. Anybody remember high karate cologne? Yeah, yeah. Are you still wearing that, Glenn? Okay. Hiya! You know, it was so funny because in the commercial, the commercial, there's this kind of dweeby looking guy and he puts on high karate. Then all of a sudden this girl is after him and he's going, like, ha, he has to use karate to keep her away, you know, and uh so, yeah, I got some of that, too. And uh, I didn't wear it. I didn't wear it. Glenn. I, I gave it to my brother. OK, um, so so we do this. But how how is this gift of love actually completed in us? Well, John is saying the way that we can experience the wholeness, the fullness of God's love is we love other people. You see, when, when you're given a good gift, what you do with that gift is you open it and you go, wow, this is awesome. And then you use the gift. When you use the gift, then that cycle is complete, right? So you get a gift and you say, thank you very much. And you just set it aside and you never use it. That gift giving has not been completed yet. And that's what John is trying to say. God has loved you so much that he laid down his life for you. And he wants you to understand that, believe that, enjoy that. But the way that you're going to really experience the completeness of God's love is that you find it in yourself to have the capacity to love others. To literally lay down your life for someone else that might be unlovely. And when you do that, when you experience that, all of a sudden there is an aha moment that God's love has actually been completed in you and through you. And so John is here. He's encouraging us. He wants us to experience that. And so we do that by this. Look at verse 13. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And when we've seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. Now, the key there is the living in him, living in him. You say, well, what does that mean to live in him? Well, we live in him. It says whoever lives in love lives in God. 
So to, to make your life all about being as loving, expressing love, the love of God, the best you can. With the help of God's spirit and God's people. And as we do that, you will feel more and more complete. God's love will run the cycle and it'll come into your life, but then it'll overflow into other people's lives. And then you will feel finally that, that, that completeness of that love. So it says there, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. And in this way, love is made complete in us so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. We're going back to that theme we talked about last week where to to get more confidence in the fact that you indeed are a child of God, that you are a part of God's kingdom, that you have eternal life is expressing this love to others. And when you do that, that love is complete and it also creates in you this increased measure of confidence in who you are as a child of God. So God wants you to experience that feeling. He doesn't want you to have any doubts about his love, but he doesn't also doesn't want you to have any doubts about the fact that you are secure in your relationship with him and that you do have and can experience eternal life. But it happens through this cycle of love that keeps on working in us and through us. Now, the hardest place to do this is where? It's in your home. Right. Because we just know each other way too well. And because we spend so much time together, it gives us more opportunity to disappoint each other. Right. To hurt each other, to treat each other badly because we're tired or or we're hangry. Right. Uh, I love that new word hangry. You know, I'm hungry and angry at the same time. And I. I've, I've warned my wife. I mean, she knows she's been living with me for 49 years now. It's just like, woman, we need to eat right now because I'm getting hangry, right? I mean, you get up tight. You get, you know what, what buttons to push and, and, and you know what buttons other people push to make you angry, right? It happens in the home. Now, I, I know I, I grew up in a, in a household with mom and dad and, uh, and one brother and two sisters. My brother's older. My two sisters are younger. And um, it was just me and my, my bro for a long time, uh, like four years before my other, you know, tag along kid came along. And, and so we, we, we spent, out, spent a lot of time together. But my brother didn't like me very much. I mean, we went to Sunday school. We went to church. We both accepted Jesus. But he treated me badly. And, you know, as a little kid, you, you get that concept pretty quickly of whether or not someone loves you. And I didn't think my brother loved me. He never treated me like he loved me. You know, it was just mean. Matter of fact, my mom would force him to try, you know, to impress upon me that, you know, your, your big brother loves you, you know. So he would, she would tell him to take me with him certain places, like the guy next door. You know, my brother's best friend was next door and his name was Paul. And my, and my brother would want to go play with Paul. And my mom would say, take your little brother with you. He would just look down at me because he was about twice my size. All right. You know, and so I learned pretty quickly that he'd take me with him, but he wouldn't let me do anything with him. Right. And so I learned that that, that I would just sit and watch them play. And so I had this little stool that my great grandpa made me and I would just take my stool with me 
And I would, you know, walk over to the house and I'd put my little stool down on the ground and I'd sit down and I'd watch them play, right? Till it was one fateful day, one fateful day when I was sitting on my little stool in the, in the grass and Paul and my brother Daryl were, were playing away and I was just sitting there going, oh, okay, you know, one more time. Well, Paul had a little dog, a little weenie dog, you know, those little short ones. And, uh, and that dog went behind me and went potty right behind me, right? Just a little pile right there. And I guess Paul saw that it was there and he ran over to me on my stool and pushed me off of my stool right into the doggy doo-doo. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Now, you'd think, I would think that my brother would laugh because, you know, I didn't think my brother cared about me. But what my brother did next shocked me. It amazed me. He came up to Paul and he grabbed Paul by the collars and literally lifted him up and said, I'm going to make you bleed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to make you bleed. And Paul, you know, defiant, said, nobody's ever made me bleed. And my brother pulled back his hand and popped him in the nose and made him bleed. And then he grabbed my hand and, and, and he, he said, pick up your stool. And I picked up my stool and I, and I walked home, you know, with my brother. You know, my brother never said he loved me, but that act was an act of love, right? He really cared more about me than his buddy Paul. At the end of the day, my, my brother did love me, um, not so much with words, but with deed. And he's proven that time and time and time and time again since that moment. And I did wash my clothes. Don't worry about that. But, uh, you know, what's the point? The point is, is that we need to find a way to express our love to other people so they genuinely feel loved. Maybe it's been a while since you've talked to your mom or your dad, your grandma or your grandpa. Maybe you've, you've, hung out a lot with with your brother or your sister when was the last time that you told them i love you sometimes we think people love us and they don't they don't really know uh, other others say that they love you all the time you know you got this hey see you later okay love you bye right and it's just a thing that you say you say you say you say but when was the last time you really thoughtfully did something for them that would really show them that you cared deeply for them? And, and then it goes beyond family, of course. It, it goes beyond family to your next door neighbors. You know, the, the one the one who just irritates you or that plays music way too loud or whatever. What could you do to actually show that person that you cared for them, that you love them? that you wanted them to experience the love that you've experienced through Jesus. Now, I don't know what it is for you. I, I, I've done a little a life application, and that's in the, the little bulletin that we get every week. I want to encourage you to, to look at that. Think about that. Um, there are other passages. I really want to encourage you to, to look at the two passages in Psalms, Psalm 78 and Psalm 106, that really explain what happened to the children of Israel when they forgot when they forgot what God had done for them. You know, we all have short memories. 
And so what we're trying to do is let's, let's keep ourselves current with our family relationships, with our relationships with people in the church and people that we're trying to impress in the world that God does love them. And maybe it might be your worker, you guys are going back to school, maybe it's a, a teacher, maybe it's the kid who doesn't have anybody sitting around them that you need to go over and talk with. Okay, help them out. Do whatever it takes to let them know that you really do love them. Not just in word, but also in deed. All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much that you love us, that you care so deeply for us. Um, We're so glad that you have um, shown us, not just told us, but shown us how much you love us by, by coming into this world, by letting us experience Jesus in our lives. God, all of us have uh, fallen short at various times in our lives when we have not been very loving, maybe to our parents or, or to our kids or to each other, our siblings, our friends. Um, we've had a fallout, and um, we're at odds to know how to fix it. Well, God, we want to start by confessing and then moving into that area where we believe that it's not only forgiven, but it can be repaired and it can be different because your spirit can activate the power within us to be able to do things to show people that we really do love them. God, thank you so much for the reminders that you give. It, it's, it's, not, it's not rocket science. Um, it's pretty simple. Love one another. So as we're reminded again today to do that, God, um, maybe today help us to see in one little aspect, one little way that we can actually do something and say something along with that to show people that we do indeed love them because of how much you love us. We thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com. Thank you.